Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in today. This is our 142nd podcast, and I thought it was about time we talk about cats and children. I've really been wanting to do this podcast for a while now. But before we dive in, let's welcome my handsome husband and comic sidekick, Dewey Vaughn. <laughs> I wish I was the comic sidekick, my love. I'm not very comical, but I'll put forward my best four feet. <laughs> <laughs> you are comical. I'm a beautiful love. <laughs> At least love. you think so. <laughs> uh, right. You know what? I am a card-carrying comedian. <laughs> and I made the card up myself. <laughs> Hi, my beautiful love, and hello to all those cat fans out there in the big cat world. I know the reason why we're doing this topic. You do. Because the gal that we um, saw at the, our New Mexico Center for Therapeutic Riding the other mm-hmm. night. Yeah, yeah. Where we volunteered to take care of horses every Wednesday night, approached you and approached you primarily because of the big sign on the back of your Jeep that says Cat Talk Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that did make her remember. Oh, Molly's here. (laughs) And she had her little toddler with her, Mm -hmm. uh, cute little boy, wonderful uh, little boy and mom. Uh, And she was showing you some scratches that the cat had done and Mm -hmm. wanted to know what your opinion was about that. Well, yeah, she didn't want my opinion. She wanted to know what we could do to stop it. And, you know, the kid was, uh, it's hard for me not having birthed children to really gauge the age of them. But I would guess uh, this child was about 18 months old or so. And, you know, the first thing I said to her was, usually this is a kid problem. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in case... It wasn't the kid's fault, right? What what was the solution? Right, right. This in this case, it it was it was not the kid's fault. She said that that the cat actually follows the child around. And and then at some point, you know, I said, Well, it probably gets scared at some point. It's probably curious. I asked her, Is this the first baby in your house? And she said yes. And I said, Well, you know, ideally we would we would prep for this before a baby is born, but the cat is, um, you know, is it is curious that here's this being. I've never seen one of these beings before crawling around on the floor, and I'm curious, and then I'm following it, and then when it turns around and, you know, whacks at me, I get scared, and I scratch it. And she said, yeah, that's probably exactly, you know, what's going on, I guess, but... So yeah. what causes a cat to do something like this? Well, in in this case, it a lot of that is genetics because 
you know, we say 30% of a cat's personality is made up of its genetics or its breed or its origin. Think of it like that, of its origin. And this was a cat that was a, a rescue, a stray rescue, probably feral cat, you know, descendant of feral cats and and not fully socialized. It's, it's still the kind of cat that you know, isn't a lap cat. It's a little standoffish like a lot of those cats are. You know, and and the other thing, so I think some of it just has to do with that. And during that sensitive development period, it was not exposed to babies or children. So it's scared of it because it's seeing this for the first time. It sounds different. It smells different and all of that. You know, the other thing it, it can be, and I... I don't even like to use this term a lot with cats, but it can be status aggression. You know, here's a cat that is secure in the household and its territory and this new thing comes in it's never seen before, looks like a little alien, and it's taking over the cat's territory. And so a cat status aggression really means that this cat has an intense desire to feel in control. You know, it's it's... That's how it reacts to fear is is with, you know, status aggression. Like, I need to be in control. Maybe if I defensively swat at this kid, it will, it'll go away. It'll move out. <laughs> so what did you tell her she could do to stop all of this? Well, um, I told her she kind of caught me off guard in the parking lot. I've got, you know, my head is on horses, and now we're talking about a, a cat thing. But... Um, the first thing was environmental enrichment. Make sure that there's lots of really high places in the in the environment in the house for the cat to get away from the child, you know, so that the cat doesn't feel like it must meet the child on the ground and defend its territory. It can go up. Give the cat vertical territory. Make lots of shelving and walking spaces up high for the cat. Really tall cat trees. I you know, I always tell people, when you have a really tall cat tree, teach everybody in the house that that cat tree is is like home base. It's a safe zone for the cat. Nobody touches the cat while it's in the cat tree. And then the other thing I, I told her to do was to clicker train the cat to come to the finger, right? And and she said she was pretty good. She, she had nose clicker training, not with cats, but with other species. So it was easy for her to grasp that concept. But as I showed her, when you point to the floor with your finger about six inches above the floor, so you kind of bend down and pointing at the floor, a cat will go, what the hell? And come running over and touch its nose to your finger. Like what, what's going on? And so you can easily put that on a, on a verbal cue, come. And so you know, I told her to watch, and when the cat is starting to walk towards the baby, do come, you know, keep a treat bag with you, so you can reward that, come to finger, as soon as it gets there, good girl, give it a treat, kind of thing, and um, <clears throat> she said she indeed could see those antecedents to the situation, she could see when the cat was approaching the baby, and before it scratched, so she was gonna, she was gonna do that. So you mentioned to me that in reality, they should start sooner before mm-hmm. a problem happens. So tell us what that looks like. <clears throat> yeah, ideally, 
before she ever had this baby, especially since this is the cat's first baby to be around, you want to desensitize the cat to the baby coming long before it arrives, right? So you want to set up the nursery room early, but slowly because cats you know, don't like sudden changes and things. So, you know, set it up, but kind of set it up slowly. Like one day you get the crib and then next week you get the dresser and then the next week you get the rocking chair and whatever kinds of things you're going to put in there and let the cat explore that nursery so that it can get its scent in there. You know, it'll want to rub on everything and that kind of thing. And then you want to start using the same scents that you're going to be using on the baby. So go ahead and start buying the baby lotion that you want to use on the baby and powders and that kind of thing so that the cat smell, the baby coming in, isn't a drastically different smell in the house, right? And then the other thing you can do is there are the iCalm pet makes a track, a desensitization track that has babies crying in it and things like that. And and if you can't find that or don't want to do that, just get recordings of babies crying and baby noises and play them really, really low, super low, barely audible, you know, even under the music that you have going on in the house. And then, you know, gradually turn that sound up Little by little, like not in one setting, but like the next day, play it a tiny bit louder and the next day a tiny bit louder and do that every day till the cat isn't reacting to the baby cries and coos and noises like that. So basically, you know, you're you're just desensitizing the cat to, you know, everything that the baby is going to sound like, smell like, look like, all of that. You might even want to get one of those fake babies to crawl around on the ground or something. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't recommend making the nursery off limits to the cat, right? No, no. But, you know, they'll, of course, you may not want the cat in there unsupervised, you know, so I would say put a barrier on the door so that the cat can't get in there. The best thing is a screen door. And, you know, that's probably good for everybody because, you know, you can hear the baby and that kind of thing. Put a screen door on the door to the room or plexiglass or stacked baby gates or something like that. Um, I believe that, you know, you should probably let the cat in the nursery while you're there. But when you're not there, go ahead and put a barrier up so that the cat can't get in there. Screen door is probably the best because it can still smell and see in and and that kind of thing and and check on the baby, make sure the baby's okay. But again, you want to put that on long before the baby arrives so that the cat has a chance to get used to that too, whatever that barrier system is going to look like for you. Wow. I guess it's okay if the cat sleeps in the crib? Well... He'd probably be okay in my house if I ever had a baby, right? (laughs) Well, I know, but in this situation, I think it'd be kind of worrisome. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, you see on YouTube lots of videos of cats in cribs, you know, cuddled up with babies. And then there's that folklore that cats steal the baby's breath and, you know, they're responsible for the SIDS and that kind of thing. I don't believe in all that. But, you know, I, I totally understand 
people not wanting the cat in the crib with the baby. I mean, first of all, it's probably not the most sanitary thing. And, uh, you know, again, in my house, it'd probably be okay. But since I never had kids and cats together, then I never, I I don't have an appropriate point of reference. But I think it's completely okay to make the nurse, the, the crib off limits to the cat. And the way that I would do that is I would get those scat mats you know, that uh, that make the sonic sound and they're made, um, and they come in different sizes. So you could get one or two for the crib. And when the cat jumps in there, it goes and lets off this really annoying high-pitched sound that cats normally shy away from and they'll jump out to make the sound stop. You can get the remote control noise maker that we have show on our YouTube channel and have a link to on the website. And if you want that, just email me, molly at cattalkradio.com, and I'll send that to you. Or, you know, carpet runners, the the clear plastic material that has the spiky stuff on the bottom. Be sure to get the ones where the spikes are really close together, as otherwise cats, you know, and not all cats are deterred by this, but most cats are. And you just put it spiky side up in the bottom of the crib. And again, do you want to be setting up this area early so that you can train the cat not to go in the crib early before the baby ever gets there because if you wait until the baby gets there that's that's going to be really hard because how are you going to put the scat mats in the crib with the baby so do that before the baby gets there and what happens when the cats get jealous and because you're spending more time with the baby than you are with the cat yeah. <laughs> does that really happen or is that, that really a feeling that we sometimes no, that absolutely happens. And again, that's kind of back to to the changes. Really? You know, cats cats don't like changes in their environment. It's just like Pico. You know, we can, we have a routine and we sit on the couch and Pico gets up in our laps and lays with us. Well, if all of a sudden I have a baby in my lap and I don't have room for Pico anymore, he's going to be missing his cuddle time. And he's going to be going, wait a minute, what what happened? Why did why did things change around here? So, absolutely. You know, they get, that's another thing you really have to take into account. So you want to adjust the schedule beforehand. This also probably gets you ready to have a baby, right? You know, if you know that you have to feed this baby every two hours, and I'm just making that up because, again, I don't know how often you, (laughs) you breastfeed babies, but however often that is, then, you know, maybe you get, again, a, a, you know, a life-size baby doll, wrap it up in a blanket, the blanket you're going to use on your baby, carry it around, talk to it, spend time with it in your lap when you would normally be with the baby so that the cat slowly gets adjusted to the new routine, you know, before the baby comes along. Because what we don't want is having all the sudden reactions happening when the baby gets there, we want all that stuff to happen before we want the cat to, to get used to slowly get used to this change in its world and this new family member and, and how that's going. Okay. So, you know, we always talk about strategies for introducing cats. Is there strategies for introducing cat to baby? Yeah. I mean, not, not as step-by-step as introducing cats to one another because it's a little different. You know, cats see other cats as a territory invader. They're going to see the baby and, and, and feel that the baby is a new member of the family. So it's going to react a little differently. Usually 
you know, but you know, you want to go slow, obviously, when you introduce the baby, don't just stick it on the floor with the cat, go slow, but you got to satisfy the cat's curiosity. You know, the cat's going to be sitting up on the couch and going, what is that thing? What is that thing you have? Hopefully not too much because it's going to have, you know, hurt it and kind of, you know, the same smells and be sure to lotion the baby up when you bring it home from the hospital with the same scents you've been wearing so that it smells the same as you do. But it is inevitably going to be curious about what's going on. Watch that cat's body language very, very carefully because, you know, they may react out with fear, aggression because they've never seen a baby before and that just may be too much for them to handle. And then you've got shy cats that may just go run and hide and you don't see them for two weeks after you being the baby home. So go slow. That's the main thing. And, and, you know, don't, don't, don't try to keep the baby from the cat. Don't, you know, no down, down. All of a sudden the sofa's off limits because the baby's up there when it was never off limits before, you know, let satisfy that cat's curiosity. It's natural curiosity and, and let it get to know the baby. That's a family member it's going to grow up with. That's a good point. You know, that's a really good point. Cat doesn't know the difference when it's used to going somewhere and then all of a sudden can't. So do you recommend plug-in pheromones? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, um, you could... You could actually scent the baby's clothes with the cat. That would probably be better. So you want to, I mean, you can always use pheromones. I'm not saying instead of, but in addition to, you know, rub the cat's baby socks on, I'm sorry, rub the baby's socks, not the cat baby socks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put socks on your cat. (laughs) Take the baby's socks and or clothes and rub them on the cheeks of your cat so that it picks up the cat scent. You know, it's not, it's nothing you're going to be able to smell. Of course, there might be a little cat hair on your baby's clothes, but if you got a cat, you're used to that. So get over it. And, and then, you know, I would definitely do that for the clothes that you're bringing the baby home in because that way right off the bat it smells like the cat and that's going to be familiar and the cat will accept it but um yeah scent scent the baby's clothes with the cat's pheromones from their cheeks that's a that would be what i would do so can't you just lock the cat in another room and make this whole thing simple Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're talking about another, this is your four-legged family member, you know, excluding that cat from, you know, this really exciting, happy time in your life will just make it feel sad and stressed. And it's going to act out in appropriate ways, like it might stop using the litter box or it's going to be aggressive because it's just really scared. It doesn't understand what's going on. Or you'll get all kinds of attention-seeking nuisance behaviors like, you know, knocking things off shelves and breaking them and stuff like that just to try to get your attention. You know, if you have multiple kids, you've probably seen that. You have a child that's maybe in the terrible two range and then you have a new baby and all your focus is on the new baby and the two-year-old starts really acting out to get your attention, doing bad things. Well, they'll do anything as long as your attention averts to them, and the cat's going to do the same thing. So don't lock the cat in another room. Include it. It's a family member, too. So make it just make it easy on everybody. So it kind of makes sense that the cat was the first child in this whole scenario, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to think about it. And, and, you know, cats have never seen anything like this before. Very unlikely 
that you're going to have a three to seven week old kitten in their sensitive development time and a new newborn baby at the same time. You're just probably not, and unless maybe you're a rescuer and, and this just all comes so easy for you, but you're probably not. So a cat's never going to have experienced a baby before. And it, you know, think about it. It it moves erratically compared to anything a cat has seen and it's down at the cat's level, right? And it, you know, and it smells and looks and sounds really really different and now your attention is all averted to this little alien thing. You know, th- that's why planning ahead just mitigates a lot of these issues that can happen later. So, do you have any other preparation thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, shower your cat with lots of extra love and praise. You know, use positive reinforcement both on the cat and and the child, actually, because, you know, I would do like I I told Ashley to teach the cat to come to intervene in any inappropriate behavior and obviously teach your kids love and kindness to animals. You know, gentle ought to be one of their first words, <laughs> you know, gentle, be nice to kitty and, you know, show them that you love on kitty. They take example from you. So yeah, I'd say shower them both with positive reinforcement, you know, find something the kid likes. The kid likes fruit loops Keep a little bag of pouch of Fruit Loops on one side and a pouch of cat treats on the other. And every time either of them are being nice to one another and being good or calm, reward them both. You know, a Fruit Loop for the kid and cat treat for the cat. Just don't try to get that, try not to get that mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cat treat for the kitty. Here's a Fruit <laughs> for Loop kid. for you, Fru- kitty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, this has been a great, great podcast. As always, my love, you really do a lot of work and um, jump in there and do a lot of research. And I'd like for all those listeners out there to help support the work Molly does. She really provides lots of resources for free. She works many behavior cases for low-income families. And you know what? She does that because she wants to make sure that the cats stay out of the shelter so if yep. you also care about the plight of shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. It's super easy. Just go to the store, Cat Behavior Solutions website, scroll down past the products to the bottom. There are donation amounts you can add to your cart and then just check out. No, 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 no. Well, that's fine and good, but don't check out yet. Okay. Go back up to the products Whoa, and buy Santa. your kitty some new <laughs> toys, right? Get them, get them some stuff we got great wand toys and all kinds of stuff and it's free shipping for orders over 49 so you make a 20 dollars donation you know buy kitty another 30 dollars worth of cool stuff and then you get free shipping and um and check then you can check out (laughs) (laughs) so and and while you're there at your computer find us on facebook and and like the page and share it please um, follow us on Instagram too, and I have a blog on the uh, on the website as well, where there's lots of information and kind of cool cat stuff that's short topics we can't cover in a podcast. And you know, this is we really really appreciate your support because this is all volunteer run. I don't take any salary out of Cat Behavior Solutions. I certainly don't have to pay my husband. Thank goodness. <laughs> 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 and, uh, 
And it costs us money. You know, we spend money on the families that can't afford to feed their cats the right way and, you know, medication and products and things like that they can't afford to to purchase. So any amount helps and it helps keep the show on the air as well because our whole goal is to keep cats out of the shelter because shelter shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats. cats. (laughs) Until next time, everybody, keep calm and purr on. Yay! Goodbye, everybody. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.